0: two guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, gentlemen. I miss Jimmy Butler. I know Judd has a statement surrounding Jimmy Butler, so we should probably just get right into it. It's the most Mackie, where where are you now? All the Jimmy Butler stuff you said a couple years ago. Yeah, I want him back. I was wrong. (laughs) I miss
1: him. My statement. It's going to exonerate you. Okay. Because I know I know what you're saying. I know
0: what you're saying, okay? Okay. Statement's Monday. Yep. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Judd's the leadoff, man. Well, let's go.
1: My Jimmy Butler statement is this. He has found the perfect marriage. All right? Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. As great as playoff Jimmy is, and when he g- gets going, it is phenomenal. I mean, he becomes one of the best players in the entire league.
0: Of all time. Of all He's time. one of the best players yeah, of all time in the playoffs. It's yeah.
1: nuts. But it's important to remember that he went from the Bulls to his brief stint here to the 76ers, who no question have, like, they, look, they're far from perfect, but there is more stability in Sixers culture than there, there is Wolves, because the Wolves is among the worst culture. Financial considerations played a role for sure here, Okay. But Jimmy Butler needed to go to a culture, and he basically forced his way to one that could withstand his personality and allow him to thrive, and he knew that. And look, this heat culture thing might be be becoming cliched. I don't know, but it's true. And when you look at what heat is offered, don't forget, Jimmy Butler, what, basically tried to, at some point in the winter, fight Eric Spalstra, during a timeout, you want to fight me? Yeah. So, like, when you look at what Jimmy <laughs> you Butler, wanna fight you want to yeah, fight I'll, me? I'll cut you. Yeah. When you look at what Jimmy Butler, um, can put you through, and it's worth it if you can withstand it because he's phenomenal. But the reality is, for the Wolves folks who are like, man, that was a mistake. Now, you unfortunately, and this is an indictment too, so I'm not absolving them at all, but. You, unfortunately, never had a culture that could withstand him. You never even came close. The Heat are one of the few teams, there might be, Phil, a handful, tops, that have that culture set and have that type of coach who can work with a guy like this, maximize him, and, again, get challenged to a fight and be like, okay, we're moving on.
0: So The Warriors have it. I mean, it it derailed a little this year when they just—
1: I think it's a mistake to say, oh, man, look at what Butler's doing now. You know, he could have done that. No, it would have been nice. It'd be great if you had that fit, but you never even came
0: close. But couldn't, okay, in retrospect, God, there's so many paths here. Yeah. (laughs) The fact that the Wolves ditching Jimmy Butler led to them being bad enough to draft Anthony Edwards, Mm -hmm. I think works out well for the Timberwolves because now they have, hopefully it's a different version of Jimmy Butler, but they've got their you know headstrong wing player shooting guard that can carry the franchise that rises up Anthony Edwards has shown at a very young age much like Jimmy Butler has shown later in his career that he can rise up in big playoff moments by the way it took you know Jimmy Butler's first playoff appearances were 10 years ago with the Bulls and and he was kind of a role player he had a couple decent playoff series with the Bulls um he had the one obviously 4 years ago in the bubble or 3 years ago that was the first time we ever saw that version of playoff Jimmy. Yep. The last two years with the heat 30 playoff games so far, dudes averaging 29 points a game, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals shooting 51% from the field. Yep. Just insane. Gets to the line like eight to 10 times a night. Anthony Edwards has shown that he can, he can rise up close to that level early in his playoff career. So I'm, I'm glad the way things have played out, but In retrospect, if you could go back hindsight 2020, would there have been a way to turn the franchise over to Jimmy? You give him the contract extension that he wanted. He wanted the max, he wanted like a a four or five year, I guess it was a four year, like 120 some million dollar contract, right? Yep. And the Wolves not giving him that contract is more what triggered his behavior than anything else. I think he was also annoyed by Carl Anthony Towns. Not, I think, like it's widely known now. Right. Could you have done something to turn it over and say, listen, all right, Jimmy, we're going to give you the contract, and it's going to be your franchise for four years. You're going to help build this culture. Tom Thibodeau would have stuck around, and Carl either falls in line or he doesn't. Andrew either falls in line or he doesn't, right? Could right. they have done that?
1: Here's the problem. I, I don't know. So, yes, if, if Butler gets paid, it changes things. But the Timberwolves' culture if that is even two words that can be used in the same sentence, is so weak. Like, Butler was put into, when he, when he went to Miami, he was plopped into something that was already basically set in stone. And he plays his role marvelously there. But, Phil, you're asking a question that, you know, if the heat were... If the heat are a building that was almost completed and Butler is the penthouse, right? The Wolves are a two-story rambler that's on fire. So like could Jimmy Butler have fit in there? I don't know, but I I he was, would have
0: had to not fit in. He would have had to help set and yeah, create. Yeah. And the I don't culture. know that he's
1: that guy. Like he is a he definitely is a cherry on top fantastic player. But do I believe that you could have essentially turned the keys over to Jimmy Butler here? I don't know cuz you didn't Like the heat on the floor, turn the keys over to him. But there's no question he doesn't run that franchise.
0: Here's Pat Riley, Spolstro, they've been laying bricks for two decades. Exactly.
1: Here's my question now, though, off your point. Can you, for the first time in years, can you now look at Ant and set that culture, begin to, so that you're not an embarrassment? And that might involve eliminating Cat. It might. But, but if you learn nothing from the Butler situation, shame on you. But I also don't think that Wolves fans should say, if Butler had stayed here, same thing happens. Because I don't think with the state of the Wolves, that is true. I think he would have forced his way out eventually. And we all thought, oh, my God, Sixers, great fit, right? He forced his way out there, too. So,
0: Well, what's funny, I think a lot of this is just me shining a light on myself for being very wrong about Jimmy Butler in some certain ways. The things that kind of made us uncomfortable about Jimmy Butler are the things we loved about Kevin Garnett 20 years ago. Getting on your teammates, starting fights. I mean, Kevin Garnett literally punched teammates on multiple occasions at practice. Getting under opponent's skin, playing 40 minutes a night, both ends of the floor, energy, maniacal, obsessed with winning. I told you guys the story. It was at the end of KG's. This is the second time when he came back, and he's, you know, 38-year-old, broken-down version of himself. And I went over to the Wolves practice facility to do a podcast with Cheryl Reeve. This is like 2016, 15, somewhere in there. And, and it was the Wolves had a back-to-back the two days beforehand and it was a road and a home. So they traveled, they had a back-to-back, and this was the third day after the back-to-back. And Kevin Garnett was the only... Actually, uh, Zach Levine was also in the gym getting some uh, some leg lifts in. And KG was just a pool of sweat alone on the practice floor with two trainers rebounding for him. Just yelling F-bombs and like hoisting up three-pointers. Just a crazed maniac. Yep, Jimmy Butler is a crazed maniac. And if you can't rise up to his level as a coach or a teammate... Bleep you, I'm going to make your life miserable. That was Kevin. And it's a little uncomfortable for us Minnesotans sometimes. You come in from the outside. I mean, the difference was we drafted KG. He was one of us from the get-go. Right. And so he helped build it back in 1995, 1996. Jimmy came into our house, and if we had a little more self-awareness at the time, and I'll just speak for myself... Yeah, dude, he's like the interior decorator or the he's the guy that comes in and says your house needs to be demolished. Here's why, trust me, right? But he didn't have any credibility either. He had never made deep playoff runs at that point. Now right. he's like carried a team to the finals. Right. About to go to the finals again, so Well, and plus, I, don't Kat, know, I just I miss the guy. I miss the guy.
1: And plus, we thought that cat was going to be As you said one time and write that down, the man. Like at no. that time at that point in time, I did not think um, dumping on cat was smart in retrospect. Now I'm tired of cat. And so I just don't, I don't think that you can just say plop Jimmy Butler on any team and it's going to be great. I believe that team has to be able to withstand his personality. Shame on the wolves for not coming close to that. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Segway here. Speaking of wolves culture, I am convinced Rudy Gobert is headed for an MVP season next year. What? No. Did you see how he started his off-season preparation? Yeah. We talked about it with Royce on Friday. Yeah. 64 hours in full darkness. So you guys did this with Royce, but this is the first time I've been able to talk about this. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the most powerful experiences I've had in this lifetime. He sent out on Instagram, thank you Sky Cave Retreats, which is the company that Aaron Rodgers worked with to do his four days of darkness. So uh, before the darkness retreat, Gobert told the Star Tribune during exit interviews, quote, I really plan on having the best summer I've ever had and really come back like I want to have the best year of my career next season. I know that this summer I'm going to put myself in positions I've never put myself in before, starting with 64 hours of full darkness, Aaron Rodgers style. Get rid of your FIBA international BS so
1: is he not doing and, that for sure? And
0: start by meditating on what went wrong this year. I love it.
1: Because the strip piece didn't make it clear if he's going to uh, uh, skip summertime basketball or not. It's not confirmed either way yet. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, you know what? Go Bear, congratulations. That's great. But what you just read right now is as meaningful as what a high school kid writes in his friend's or her friend's yearbook, okay? I'm gonna have the what best do you mean
0: taking eggs, taking action. I'm gonna have
1: the but you know let's come back next year to be gonna be great. I mean I'm gonna have the best summer of all time. See you on the yacht. All right, let's see it on the yacht.
0: What kind of high schoolers were you, Minnetonka?
2: That makes out? sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Edina. They're <laughs> yeah, on the yacht. They're I was on at Daddy's the yacht. Ball field and then yeah, no, well, and I, I went to
1: Benilde, stuff. and I at the time yeah, me too. But it, but anyway, you know let's see the action now and and let's see him pay this thing off. Please.
0: I think it's a great way to start your off season. I'm starting to come around on the idea of a darkness retreat. So apparently the first couple days you just sleep, according to the website. Yeah. But then by day three, you can experience more intense reactions. Like, for instance, uh, you might have uh, heightened sensory sensitivities, visions, lucid dreaming, and other profound and insightful experiences. Maybe the profound... Experience for Rudy Gobert was don't punch your teammates anymore. Maybe we could start there. Oh, I came out of the darkness. I decided I'm not gonna punch my teammates in 2023-24. It'll be great. I'm gonna catch a pass in lane heavy yeah, traffic. Exactly right. Do.
1: Unless you came out with with your hands now soft as can be, so that you can catch a pass. Don't tell me
0: about your darkness retreat. Okay. So I'm excited about the way he started. Honestly. Right, you just did that
2: to troll me. I know you did. All right, my statement is, if Denver can do this, why can't the Wolves? You know, the Nuggets are now a game away from going to the NBA Finals here, okay? They've, Does Connolly
0: get a ring? Connolly built know. that team. He did. No and one. they plucked away the guy.
2: I think they're yeah. pissed
1: off, right? I think his departure yeah, I know, I know. left, he's, he's left them very him. bitter.
2: Yeah. But watching how Denver has done this, right? Obviously, dr- finding a joker. Finding one of the MVPs in your lap in the first round certainly helps. Uh, finding Jamal Murray certainly helps. But having internal good drafts, making savvy moves when you have to, being a mid-market team, figuring out ways to win in a crowded Western conference, and finally kind of getting over the hump, right? Like, Denver has been really good for the last four or five
0: years. but This is why they hired Connolly. Like, yeah. everything you're saying, like, oh, let's hire the guy that built that. Totally. And then they go and win a championship the first minute that he leaves. They get they elevate finally to championship heights. And like, looking, Dude, if you're Conley right now, what are you thinking?
2: And looking at Denver's fan base, and I've, I've talked to – actually, we talked to Dane Moore about this even a few weeks ago. We ran into him, and I've had friends that lived in the Denver area that have now moved back and vice versa. That town, like, they, they, they like the Nuggets, but they're not in love with them. Like, I would even say the Wolves fan base is more rampant and wants this more than Denver does, and Denver's on the cusp of going to the NBA Finals, basically. So the fan base deserves it. If the Denver Nuggets can do this, my God, why can't the Timberwolves also do this? And I know I'm asking a little bit rhetorically, because yes, they hired Connolly and they're trying to do that, do that right now. But watching Denver now being a game away from going to the NBA Finals, I think is just equally as frustrating as from a wolves and Minnesota sports perspective because we want to see that happen here too.
0: What's crazy is Denver's gonna do it. Denver is at this point, I, I would not bet against Miami by the way, but Denver's gonna be the favorite to win the championship. They did it without a big blockbuster, Rudy Gobert type trade. I mean they they've they've built this with Joel Murray. Yeah. With Joker Joker's unbelievable. With a bunch of great complimentary pieces around and some some smaller deals. So, like the fact that Tim Conley comes over and abandons like everything that that they stood by in Denver and makes the Gobert trade and blows up the chemistry is really interesting. And I gotta think, put yourself in his shoes when he's sitting out late at night watching TNT, ESPN, watching the Nuggets tonight, maybe close out the Lakers, drinking a cocktail at home. How much regret does he feel? The fact that he's already sniffing around um, that Wizards job with all
1: this money. I'm sure he's like, yeah, whatever. Too bad. But but he's but yeah
0: but he and made Washington millions call. of dollars in Denver too. You think the doubling of his salary makes him feel no regret?
1: The guy never talks, I have no idea what his state state of mind is. Like are you
0: would we it know make nothing you about. feel him. no regret?
1: If I doubled my salary, where where would I go? Well, I have
2: an idea where you could go. Where's that? You can go somewhere else where you can maybe talk sports on radio though. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't leave. Does okay. it matter?
0: Just an imaginary radio. Like, why are you? Who, the, no. Would, no, would, would I more be money podcast. eliminate I, the regret?
1: If, if I went to a different podcast. WCCO and radio. I don't no, care. I, I don't want to go to breaks anymore, okay? If I, if <laughs> well, I don't go I to breaks, God. I'm out. I'm done with breaks. My career spanned 10 years of going to breaks and segments. If you offered me a huge bonus tomorrow to go to a four-hour
2: show on okay, if, radio, if Dan Lebitar no. doubled your salary to go
0: do this live for Lebatard, oh yeah, yeah,
1: then I'm gone. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I'm
0: gone. Man. No regrets. But then, but then you leave. Yep. And we experience the peak of our profession, whatever that is. I'd send know, you guys like, a
1: congratulations note I, on my expensive stationery with my I would personalized feel pen.
0: Deep horrible regret if I were Tim Conley, dude.
1: We know nothing about the guy. I can't say that. Like I, I see what you're saying, and yes, mo- most of us would. But I mean, he barely—I don't know. There's talks about him al- already talking to Washington. I know, you it's, know. It's, so like, I can't. Yes, we can say that we would feel regret. All joking aside, I have no clue how that guy feels.
0: It's just—it's uh, mm. so interesting that his old team is about to win the championship a year after he yep. left. You know, yep. it's very—he's probably it's like very interesting. A lot of my players. This was going to happen. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. And when we come back. We'll have no, more statements. No, I'm out. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I do have a. Like, let me throw another Wolves log on the fire here, real yep. quick. Here, yep. Just a quick, just a quick statement here. All right, just a quick one. Okay, it, it turns out D'Angelo Russell uh, he was taken out oh, of context boy. in the Athletic Q and A when he said, "I'm a killer." Uh, really, the full quote should have been, "I'm a championship hopes killer." Is what the quote could have been. So, D'Lo in the six games since he said, "I'm a killer," and the Timberwolves are holding me back. He is now shooting 35% in those six games. He's been played off the court multiple times. In the three games in this series, he's averaging seven points per game on 30% shooting. Yeah. Yeah. He's a journeyman. He's, gonna be playing in, he's more likely to play in China than to get anything close to a max contract when he hits free agency this offseason.
1: He he is turned into the definition of a journeyman. He's just going to bounce from team to team. Yeah.
0: It's uh, it's kind of amazing. There's some clips going around of him just jacking up a couple shots that are out of context of the offense, and then loafing back on defense, and LeBron rolling his eyes and stuff. So yeah, D'Lo, maybe don't come out and thump your chest in the middle of a playoff run. Conley saw you not prepared to handle it. He saw that one correctly. I'll give yes. him that. Yep. And it's funny, actually. Nikhil Alexander Walker has probably done the best job of any player in the playoffs at slowing Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. So the Wolves, yep. the secondary piece of that trade winds up being a... And at least Conley's a professional.
1: He's older, but he's a professional.
0: Yep. Okay, before we get to uh, some additional statements here, a shout-out to our friends at Nutrisource, the official pet food and dog food of Mackie and & Judd and & Score North. Maya Mackie enjoyed uh, a giant scoop of Nutrisource breakfast this morning. Look at this! This is new footage of Maya. I was gonna gear. say that
1: looks like you. Did. Oh <laughs> wow! Awesome. Dude,
0: have you ever seen a dog happier for anything than Maya is for a giant scoop slow, of Nutrisource though. chicken and rice?
1: Like her jumping is so very
0: slow. <laughs> She's like the Matrix man.
1: <laughs> she just like hangs stuff. She's Jordan Air. <laughs> yes. Oh, and there is Stella. You know what? Six fifteen this morning. It was Pop Pop, get your ass out of bed because I want my Nutrisource right now. And then before I left, of course, she went outside and when she came back in, got training rewards, treats as well. Nutrisource still is about 12 or 13, but healthy and happy. And I'm going to tell you right now, Nutrisource plays a big role for an older dog or a younger dog.
2: Oh, little Vinny boy. I was telling Phil off Mike after the big move. I took him down to the park and this was the first time, you know, he's in the city. So he's, you know, and you should always keep your dog in a leash. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, big, big field. I wanted to see if he can, you know, play a little bit of fetch, get some energy out. And he came right back every single time, mostly because he loves chasing a ball. And then the second part is the Nutrisource training rewards treats. Help Mm. him come back to mom and dad to make sure you stay close and you get rewarded for those treats and listening well.
0: Love it. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. And a quick thank you to Dennis Kirk for supporting us here uh, at Score North. It's been a long winter, but now we have finally emerged into 75 Degreeville And so it's riding season. Whether you ride a Harley Indian Metric Cruiser sport bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. And if you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. All right, back to Judd here.
1: All right, non-sports one from me. Here's my statement. After taking Stella for a walk, of course on a leash on Saturday. My statement is, yeah, put your dog on a leash. What, I hate when people don't the, I, I
2: that's
1: the drive by. I there. don't I I hate when people I saw a guy in the park, some D-bag in the park without uh, without his dog on the leash because people think, "Oh, my dog's not going to do something stupid." Okay, it's a dog. I'm on team
0: I'm on team Judd here. Yeah, it's Unless you're in a, listen, if you're Declan and you're in a, you're in a, a, now you're way in the burbs and you're 10 miles away from civilization. If you're in a dog park, that's fine.
1: But if there's not a fence, keep the dog on the leash. I don't care.
0: I agree. I think it's, well, my dog is fine. Yeah. Well, okay. But what if, what if my dog's not right? And your dog comes up to my dog and now my dog, right?
1: Bites your, or vice versa. Exactly right. Exactly Mm -hmm. right. And that's a human problem. I don't blame the puppies. All
0: right. So here's my (laughs)
1: statement though. (laughs) <laughs> After said walk on Saturday in SLP, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. So I am walking down the sidewalk on our brief walk. Stella's is older, but she likes to get outside, some fresh air, along with Pop Pop, who also enjoys the fresh air. And to our right is a guy with his dog on a leash picking up the dog's duty. To the left is a younger kid, I'd say between the ages, I don't know, like 13 to 15 or something like that. And this kid, and this is not an isolated thing where I'm picking on a kid because I'm seeing this more and more, and it's not just a kid thing. This is just the example, is reading his cell phone and walking and never oh, looks God. up. Oh no. And I'm like, excuse me. And I, I was not being a dick. I'm, I'm just like, excuse me, because I didn't want to collide with the kid. He doesn't look up. He's just like, uh huh, and he like, and and he scoots over just a, a bit. We don't collide. It, it's fine. But I'm going to tell you right now. And this occurred to me. This is a sports dad public service announcement. Okay, we have a real problem. It seems like in certain circumstances with people being carjacked or jumped or like, I'm going to tell you right now. I think part of the problem, it's, and this is adults too. Pay attention to your surroundings, folks. Your phone, yeah. you, if you are going to stare at your phone and I'm going to rob you, my job just got 10 times easier because you're going to be surprised when I grab you or grab your wallet or your purse or your car. Like if you are looking at your phone and getting in your car or your car is unlocked and you are staring at your phone, you are an easy target. This is not a get off my lawn. It's a literal, in those circumstances, pay attention to your surroundings. It can't help you to be staring at a digital object.
0: You know, good rant and a good—I think some good sports parenting there for all the sports children of the sports dad. If you've been and adults too staring at your phone. So I—I have it burned into my brain. When I was a kid, my dad, who there's a whole story there, but my dad, uh, my dad got to know the streets a little bit when he was in his 20s and early 30s, and he would tell me when I was a kid always assume like when you're walking down a sidewalk in Minneapolis or wherever walk on the instead of walking next to the alleys walk on the other edge in case someone's around the corner like always be thinking about yep. love it the bad things that could happen yep street smarts be aware right yep. and i do i'm with you man like you walk around people are just like staring at their phones it's this yep they're paying yeah they're paying no and even like in a more uh, innocent way we were at Mall of America recently and people are just like wandering oh. diagonally across yeah, that's, that's the what crowded doing. areas on their phones it's like dude hello yeah
2: <laughs> i hate that uh when you're on a, on a sidewalk like that because when i used to walk around now my former neighborhood the north loop and sometimes those bridges especially that first one on plymouth it's narrow right like it's a narrow bridge maybe two people shoulder to shoulder can walk but if there's oncoming you know pedestrian traffic single file If I have to go like this now because you haven't gotten out of the way, get out of the way, dude. If there's multiple people coming up and down the sidewalk, this is not your sidewalk. Shift over. Single file. This isn't difficult.
0: We've lost apparently all social sense, I think, in the last five years. Uh, Phones, pandemic, people get out in the wilderness now, and they just, like, don't know how to behave, how to act. Yep, Mm, Dex. Mm. Uh, all right,
2: yeah. Uh, my statement is moving, is moving is never fun. All right, that's, that's just that, that's the fun part of it. No matter how prepared you are, and I had a ton of help. Shout out to my fiance's family. They, they did a ton of work helping get all of our crap from our apartment into a U-Haul, out of the U-Haul, into the new place, up some steps. It's obviously not, not the uh, most fun experience. But statement within the statement of moving always being stressful, why is getting internet turned on? Still a problem in 2023, even <laughs> when I'm I'm kind of in a you know community living area, and they claimed in the email, even got emails from the property, emails from the internet provider, being like everything is self-installed, it is good to go. You just gotta connect to the Wi-Fi and the router, activate the information, you're good. Of course, I get there, doesn't work. All right, let me, call the, let me call the service line. If you have problems, contact this number, always at the end of you know the instructions. Contact the number and go, oh yeah, looks like uh, we're gonna have to send a technician out there, I guess. And uh, because it's Saturday, we don't have technicians working on Saturday. And because it is a Saturday afternoon and we don't know the schedule yet, you're probably looking at you know three days without being able to get internet. It is 2023. <laughs> internet is now at everyone's disposal. Why is this so difficult? to set up on time instead of me dwindling. And I was busy yesterday because we were unpacking. So I really didn't need internet necessarily. yesterday. You need to be distracted by it, but tonight and now tomorrow. And you know, with everyone now working from home more like my fiance's company is not located here. So like she has to now go somewhere else to work because (laughs) we can't figure out how to have internet just universally set up and ready to go.
0: (laughs) I, I was trying to count. So since leaving for college, I've lived in nine different homes. Pretty sure it's nine. O for nine on internet being readily available upon moving. O for nine. You're a hundred percent right. It's incredible. Why can you not just and it's it's always a technician that has to come out, but oh, we can't get out there for like four more days, and so you won't have internet for for four more days. We uh, the, uh, love the place we live now. It's great. It's awesome. But we, it was told to us too. You just have to plug in. Everything's ready to rock and roll. Plug in. You got your your fiber internet. It's going to be great. Fastest internet you're ever going to have in your life. Right? You Just you blink and there's ten websites open on your computer now. It's awesome. And uh, of course, like you plug in, it doesn't work. Technician comes out. Only they know like where the panel is and what the switches are and stuff. It's all a big scam. I feel like to get technicians to come out to your home and check on things. So you're right. It drives me. That's the thing that drives me. That it gives me the most anxiety and drives me the most crazy that you just can't flip a switch and have internet on, apparently, when you move in 2023. That is bizarre. That's absolutely bizarre. So Judd hasn't moved so in three in, decades. So. I haven't
1: moved uh, since 2000. So you, have, <laughs> so you didn't have it in Seattle, of all places.
0: So we were told, hey, it's ready to rock. You just have to plug in. Here we go. And then, like, a technician had to come out the next day or two days later, open a panel, figure it out, spoke a bunch of gobbledygook that I have no idea, and then it worked eventually. The last place, that was the last one where
2: I plugged in, and it it did. It was ready to go. Apartment,
1: though, right? Apartment. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Houses are. You're right that houses are a little houses different. Houses are a little diceier. Apartments, yeah. You have need more readiness. Yeah.
1: I feel like the key is to have a tech to when they say it's going to work fine. You say, yeah, you know what? Send me a technician. My thing when I moved was always this: on the day I move or before, I want to be in in that place and I want the cable guy out because I don't want to go a second without cable. So <laughs> I'm not going to put up with this. Well, it didn't work out. No, you're going to be out there and you're going to install it. And make sure
0: you're it gonna, works. You're gonna sleep over the yep. night before we're to I want get the up. person at my
1: door I always told Dawn, <laughs> I want the cable guy at my doorstep when we show up. She didn't like that at first a lot, but then she learned, yeah.
0: I was right. But see, that's the best part now, is like you know Declan and I have been cord cutters, so as long as I have internet, we can just watch YouTube. Right, but that's TVs what I'm saying. I feel great. like
1: I feel like the new cable guy is is the is the internet technician guy yeah. who needs to be there. Cause I mean, Dex, you could say, look, if, if my home if my home system internet doesn't work, people are losing out on me mm-hmm. and our show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this, this ain't some a, little this ain't some little cute job. Yeah,
2: this, 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 is this is a show is, that has
1: Kevin O'Connell on as a guest occasionally. This okay? is business
2: and pleasure. Okay. This yeah, is these exactly. are both these things. I need both of it's these, these like things. It's not like you're surfing it for fun, let's just say yeah, that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So basically, uh you know, head on a swivel when you're out yeah. in public. Yeah, please okay? pay attention. Take your head <sighs> out of your phones. And if we could just get the Internet to work more please pay attention. efficiently, that would be awesome. Thank you. So It's your Statements Monday here Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd over on Purple Daily. Today we have Judd's four OTA storylines to follow, and then tomorrow we will uh, go over the first media availability of Vikings off-season practice. So all sorts of Viking stuff. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler, please come back. I miss you. <laughs> Love you.